Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. Today, I want to talk about Boris Johnson, the prime minister in the UK. Uh, But more importantly, I'm going to take a different angle than what you're most likely hearing. Obviously, I take a more therapeutic approach on these kinds of things. So uh, the story basically goes like this. The prime minister uh, was considered to be a really good leader. And during his time, he accomplished quite a few things that um, people would probably have said, hey, he's, he's good at bringing people together from, from different walks of life, different angles, different politicians that are on different sides of an issue. He's good at finding that middle ground. Well, it turns out uh, that he ended up leading in a way that was ineffective and unhealthy. <clears throat> With that in mind, I'm going to start my discussion at the point of his leadership. So basically what happened was a bunch of people decided they could no longer follow him. And so they put in resignations. And I think we should pay attention to that part of it. Look, we have responsibilities as followers and we have responsibilities as leaders. And so... At that starting point, I want to go to something that I have I briefly talked about in the past, but not not to any depth. Uh, on the the there's a book called The Power of Four, and it's it's the leadership lessons of Crazy Horse, and that's a big deal. It's probably one of my favorite leadership books that there is, and actually it is my favorite one at the at this point. And I've read quite a few leadership books, and there's some reasons why. Uh, It is simple, it is understandable, and when you play it out, it all makes sense. So it essentially comes down to four components, Uh, and I will highlight each of the four, but before I do, I want to give you, uh, I'm going to actually read this to you. On page four, it says, of course, it is also important to remember that a willing follower has just as much of a choice as a leader. And therefore bears the same responsibility. What we learned in the UK, and I hope we're paying attention to this part of it. What we learned is that if we have a leader that is not leading well, the easiest solution there is, is to stop following. If those resignations didn't go in, it would not have forced the hand. Like, think about this. If a leader does not have any followers, are they a leader? The answer to that question is very simple. No. So there's as much responsibility on the following as there is on the leading. We don't have to rebel in some of the ways that we think we do. We can simply stop following. And people will go, whoa, because why? They, they don't have any followers. That's a big deal. This could ha- happen in the U.S. in the way that our stuff is run. We could vote differently. We have a responsibility there. In the House or the Senate, if the, the, you know, the leaders there are not doing their job well, 
It's very simple. Stop following. They they would get the message real quick. It also goes on later, uh, just a few sentences later. The lesson uh, that we have learned, one of them is, that in order for societies, cultures, and nations to function and thrive, we must all aid in a bet leadership on the side of morality, fairness, equality, and justice. To that end, we must demand not so much that our leaders be more than we are as ordinary people. They can be flawed. But that they epitomize and apply the best that we are as individuals, nations, societies, and cultures. The best. So we look at things like integrity. We look at things, okay, so for example, uh, it could be said that Hitler was a leader. I mean, a lot of people followed but he didn't do it with those those premises of morality and ethics and the idea of the best for everybody it was it was very selfishly done and that's a problem so every this is something also we should be paying attention to <laughs> every opportunity to lead could go the path of healthy or unhealthy every opportunity can go healthy or unhealthy when we look at our leaders, they take us in one of the directions or the other. Very few leaders are in that middle because we're not typically going to follow somebody who who skirts the issues, right? You know, you can you could probably get away with skirting some issues, but if you stand for nothing, the the risk is that you'll fall for anything, and we don't want that, so we're not going to typically follow it. All right, there's four premises in this book I would like to to discuss. Now that we know our responsibility, your responsibility and mine, is that we have as much responsibility as all of our leaders, all of them. It says, know yourself, know your friends, know your enemies, and then take the lead. That's the premises. When you look at the Lakota, the way that the Lakota tribe did leadership, that was it. They knew themselves. They knew their friends, they knew their enemies, and they took the lead. What does know yourself mean? I'm going to break this down a little bit. It means knowing your strengths and weaknesses. It doesn't mean hiding your strengths or hiding your weaknesses. It means know them. Know who you were. Don't let go of who you were. Know who you are. And know where you're going. And where you're going is a bit abstract. What we need to know is how we're growing because that points to where we're going. If we stop growing, then we're not going. So what's going to happen is others are going to pass us by. It's like business 101. I took this at uh, uh, when I was back at Portland, uh, Oregon in, at, at, at the university. The, the, the professor comes in and says, look, here's the basic gist of it. You are either growing or you're going. Because if you don't choose growth, the next person is going to pass you by. And so it goes. So in a business, you're either growing or you're going. But it's the same concept in our lives. If we're not growing, we're going. Somebody's going to pass us by. And not only is somebody going to pass us by, but if we stop growing, we start dying. There's, there's no purpose. There's no, there's no intent so what would be the point? There wouldn't be. This is about 
knowing yourself and knowing yourself is about a hundred percent accountability. It doesn't mean we say what we want to believe. It's we say what is real. I've made plenty of mistakes in my past. My job is to own those, own them. They don't have to define where I go and who I become if I own them. If I hide them, then inevitably they will define where I go and who I become. Because I'll be constantly trying to keep that secret, keep that lie, keep that deception somewhere hidden over there. And that's not okay. That's not going to be the best manner of me being helpful to our world. So I had this conversation. This is knowing yourself. It was about, there's been these bills that have been attempted to be passed about you know, like, let's not, let's not touch these sensitive topics and specifically for whatever reason, the sensitive topics about slavery. Uh, I don't, uh, that is a problem to ignore who we were in the U S we had slaves. If we forget that, do you think we're more likely to go back to it or not? I think that we are more likely to repeat mistakes when we try to pretend the mistakes didn't happen already. Because we hide them, we stuff them, and then we take steps in that direction, and the slippery slope takes us right back to the mistake. I'll give you another example. Uh, When I was in the military, uh, I learned very quickly that I am capable of hurting and even potentially killing people. I'm capable of it. Do I want to forget that I have that ability? No, absolutely not. If I forget, if I try to pretend that that's not true, the likelihood of me hurting somebody or potentially killing somebody is greater. It's greater because I won't limit my own behavior or actions when it could be potentially dangerous. I won't see the reality. I will live in the fantasy. And that is not about knowing ourselves. So it's about complete accountability. We have to own our mistakes. It's okay to slip up and say the wrong thing. And then learn and grow and be like, whoa, okay. Well, five years ago, I was pretty dumb about that topic. But now... I'm not as dumb and naive. That fa- the fact that I made that mistake may actually benefit our world. Matter of fact, oftentimes, that's what benefits our world the most. A little, little known fact for most of you probably, Abraham Lincoln took out a loan from a friend and lost it all. And because of that, he learned how to budget and manage money responsibly. Much better for our nation when he became the president. Okay, know your friends. This, again, strengths and weaknesses. Know who they were, know who they are, know where they're going. If you want people to follow, you have to speak a language that they understand. Honest to goodness, in in the United States, it is very clear to me that we are changing language all the time. And the problem I see with that is it makes it really hard to know 
your friends. They could be using words and they mean something totally different than what you think they mean. So we have to slow down the conversation, clarify the meaning, know who they were, know who they are, and we can then understand where they're going a little bit better. It's called empathy. In the clinical world, it's called empathy. In other worlds, you might actually call that love. It's the idea of trying to understand another human being. What are their motivations? What do they get excited about? What do they get sad about? What do they desire? Do they want money? Do they want uh, power? Do they want prestige? Do they want uh, a fair world for their child to grow up? Knowing something about who they were, are, and will be. And by the way, this stuff changes. As we grow and develop in our daily lives, our desires change. I once desired to be a professional baseball player. I thought that would be the coolest gig in the whole world. I love the game of baseball. What I learned is I wasn't wanting to sacrifice all the things that would have taken to get there. And uh, to, to be completely honest, I probably would have been a double-A, triple-A player. I would have had to wait for somebody to get hurt, and then I'd have gotten my chance. And maybe if I had a, a you know a hot streak, I might have been able to you know sustain myself as a pretty average major league ball player at best. Like I, I was good, but I was never great. I wasn't going to be the all-star, but I wanted that. And as I started getting more into, hey, I got a, I, I, I got a, a, my wife. And I, wow, do I really want to travel that much and sacrifice that much of my family desires? And so I reevaluated and made different decisions. So knowing ourselves is like knowing our enemies and knowing our friends. We have to know how things change because our friends change not necessarily the people. I can be friends with somebody for my enti- their entire life, but they throughout their life will change, as will I. And so there's this constant repetitive process of getting to know one another day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And it seems so hard and we are so not very good at it much of the time, which is why we hurt people unnecessarily. And when we do, it's harder to apologize because we don't know our friends. Knowing your enemies. Look, the reality is there are going to be people who are out to get you. I'm not talking about people who disagree with you. Those are not your enemies, but people who are out to get you. And knowing your enemy is very important in this world. It's very important. Who is your actual enemy? Is the system your enemy? No, because we can change the system. It's people that are going down a path to hurt people that would become my enemy. Because I'm not interested in people who are out there just to hurt people. So when people are purposely poking at me, and I can tell, I'm like, ooh, this is an enemy. And then how do I choose to love my enemy? Enough that I can know who they are and keep them at the proper distance. Because if we don't know our enemy, we can't do those things. Well, that that means we got to know their strengths, their weaknesses. We got to know who they were, who they are, and where they're going. 
So perfect example from my vantage point would be uh, the, the first time I sat with somebody who hurt children on purpose. They immediately were my enemy. Because to have a heart and a soul and a mind that says it's okay to hurt a child that doesn't agree with me in any way, not at all. But I had to slow down, say, okay, what are their strengths and weaknesses? Okay, where did they succumb to these weaknesses in a way that led them down this path? I had to attempt, attempt to understand their path. I still don't agree with their outcome, not one tiny bit, but that doesn't mean I can't empathize with their path and separate the behavior from the person and say, how do I care for this person while completely disagreeing with their path? And then complete accountability. If my enemy is willing to be accountable for all of their actions, and I mean 100% accountable, and they're willing to grow and learn, then chances are they're not actually my enemy. They're just a lost sheep. They are wandering, and they can't figure out where to go, and they need somebody who might be able to lead them. Well, that's where you and I might come in. Maybe we find that lost sheep, And we say, hey, come on over here and be in this herd. We got you. Of course, remember, that could be one good thing or one bad thing. Depends on where we lead them. All right. To know yourself, to know your friends, to know your enemies is part of the puzzle. The other part is taking the lead. And the best way to do that, and that's, look, again, this is according to this book, which I happen to completely agree with this. The best way to do it is by example. How many of you are willing to pick up a mic and talk about clinical work, about political opinions, while remaining open, being completely authentic, knowing you might get attacked? No. Let's reset that. You will get attacked. And you still do it because you're trying to set an example. Truth is, not many of you. I mean, you look at the number of podcasts, the number of radio hosts and TV stuff, and you look at all of that stuff, and the ability for us to get our voice out there is better now than ever before. And yet how many passively sit on the sideline. Don't engage because they don't want the hassle. We got to be the example. All of us, you, me, when you find somebody who's speaking truth into your world, follow them. When you find somebody who's not speaking truth into your world, stop following them. To be the example there are a few components that are really critical. Number one is wisdom. We have to have wisdom. Look, I'm not going to give you a complete list. I'm going to give you a few things just to point you in the right direction because clinically, I want you to have some some nuggets to take with you and go, okay, so what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge. It's one thing to read it out of a book. 
It's another thing to be able to say, oh, in this circumstance, it would be unwise to go down that path because of these variables. So the more complex the variables are, the more difficult the decision is. But that's where wisdom comes in. We got to acknowledge is great, but without applied application, application of the knowledge, we don't have wisdom. We just have somebody who can regurgitate information really, really well. So high IQ, poor outcomes. They can think it, but they can't do it. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. It's knowing it and applying it. And to be honest, a lot of people lack wisdom. I can't even say that I'm wise. I I think in some areas, I'm very wise. In other areas, I am probably dumb as a rock, like truthfully. And truth be told, I think that's what makes me the most wise. Not of anybody, but for myself, is that knowing my weaknesses, my limitations, I don't get uh, cocky and conceited about the things that I don't know. But when I know something, I'm very confident in it. Second component I really want to emphasize is courage. You will encounter adversity. Do you think that it was easy for these followers of the prime minister to put in their resignation when all they wanted was to help things be better? Think about the courage that that takes to say, I can no longer follow if this is our direction. Now, after the fact, it won't look that courageous. But those first two, three people who put in their resignations, man, that was courage. Because they don't know, they don't know what's next. They don't know. They could be essentially banished or they could be followed. And then potentially the UK could change direction, change course. And that is a massive amount of courage to not know what's next and say, but I know I can't do this anymore. We got to have courage. You want to be a leader. By the way, you got to have courage to be a follower too, because it wasn't the leader that resigned initially. It was the followers that said, I'm done. I can't follow in this direction. Followers, you and me, we have to have massive amounts of courage. And I really appreciate that it wasn't like a violent outburst at the prime minister. It was, you know what? Simply, I just cannot follow you anymore. Boom. Message sent. That's a shot across the bow that that makes more of an impact than if they had protested for six months. It took 24 hours to change everything. Simply because they said, I'm not following this. And then perseverance. You got to have perseverance. You've got to. Both as a leader and as a follower. As a follower, we're going to see all kinds of things we don't like. And if we don't have the perseverance to stand up and and appropriately send the message, 
then it's not going to change anything. As a leader, you will be attacked. I will be attacked. And we have to have the perseverance to say, I'm staying the course when I'm right. And when I'm doing things that are good and healthy, when I know I'm not bringing harm, but I'm making things better for at least a few people, we got to stay that course. And the perseverance to say, I screwed up and I'm going to make this change so that my screw ups don't hurt you in the future. You know how old that gets? Oh my gosh, that's that's probably for me in my path, the hardest part. I don't want to know that I keep screwing things up. Luckily for me, most of my screw-ups are not the same ones over and over and over. There are some that have plagued me, but the vast majority have not been plagues of mistakes. They've been one off, maybe twice, and then I learn. Okay. So what to do with all of this? Look, Boris Johnson made some mistakes. If we don't learn what we can from him, and we don't learn what we can from the way that the followers of him had done their best to follow, but then eventually to lead by stop following, which is what they did. They led by stop following him. If we don't learn what we can from this, that's a miss for us. And I don't want you to have that miss. So when we think about social dynamics, cultural dynamics, psychological dynamics, it starts and ends with you. You, not not somebody else, but you owning your path fully. Own your strengths, own your weaknesses, own who you were. If you were a dumb child, own it so that you're not a dumb adult. If you were a brilliant child and you went down a wrong path, own it so that you can get back to brilliance. Own your stuff. And as a leader, you will learn who you are, who your friends are, who your enemies are, and you will end up in a position of leadership. That's just the way it works because we need people like you to do these kinds of things. I hope that this was helpful to some of you. I don't know how many of you, uh, but maybe, maybe a thousand, maybe a million people. But if I help even one person see something more clearly, this was worth it. Because that is what leadership is about. It's not about the power of it that I can get. It's about what I can give. Servant leadership. I do it by example. You can do it by example. Leave me some comments. Ask me questions. I'd love to address them. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great day.